and it's the boss podcast that is oh you forgot we everywhere you know what it is baby episode 44 like barack in this jump you dig boss leaves in the building stuff what's up byron my man Skyree, a.k.a. Skyree, but his real name Tyree. how that go for that? You dig dread on the lens, and so it motherfucking begins. You dig? We back at it, man. Episode 44, man. Mm-hmm. More in store. What's up, boss? Who's fucking phone? Uh, can we get a silence on that? You see his eyes pop yeah, up. I'm saying, can we get a professional, Tommy? Oh, exactly. Yes. Can't silence. You do. I love the silence. Exactly. Ooh, holy buggers. You know, <laughs> hey, fellas, man. Toast episode 44, man. Yeah, man for sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, sure. And for real, for real, this is like probably episode of Bean. If we counteract <laughs> all the shows we done did in between this joint. You know what I'm saying? Keep it a yeah. funk. Yeah. Keep it a Bean with y'all. But yeah, man. Since you said off the hip, this just man, popped on, in my man. head and I thought about it. Did you guys see the uh, BET Hip Hop Awards? I did not, but they speak on last it. night. I don't really, I watch them for the ciphers, mm-hmm. but for the last two years, the ciphers haven't really grabbed me. Like, nobody stood out. Like, this is the second year in a row. Was Trippy Red in this? I don't know. No, Good. no, I saw him <laughs> with Dave, so I know who that is. Exactly, now. yeah. Um, but oh, yeah. this second year in a row, the boy um, Toby in Weekway, I feel like I'm saying his yeah, name right. Yeah, yeah. His performance was the best shit of the night, yo. Like, That's the brother from Houston. Yeah. Um, they always, him and his wife, they yeah. both have, he always wear mint green. Yeah. Like, he got <laughs> mint green fronts. Um, but, like, they do this performance, man. And I forget the name of the song, man, but that shit be like. Revival, like you be having a chorus, the choir out there, yeah. everybody else out there wearing mint green. Last year, he did um, what he did, Tribe Jesus and Eat, yeah. and that was the best performance. And this year, I forget the name of the song he did, but if you watch him, I, I'm quite sure BT don't you know play shit else that's new, so it'll probably be on like eight times between now and, and, and baby Saturday, boy. right? So <laughs> check it out and make sure you see his part, man. His part was dope, and uh, at the end, um, they gave Nelly like. Whatever their cultural the icon, icon award is, don't say like a lifetime and, um, award. <laughs> he did like a little montage of his shit. I saw he had Grills and Paul Wall came out. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Jermaine Dupree came out. Um, a yeah, Nelly people, definitely but, had hits, man. I mean, yeah, like I mean, more than anything, you could make an argument for him putting the whole city on the map. That's absolutely, yeah, that's St. Louis, St. Louis, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. man. <laughs> like so, that when that. There was a whole bunch of other performances, and like I said, the Cyphers. There was one chick from Philly. I remember her. She was all right. I forget her name too. But yeah, Cyphers ain't what they used to be. But that boy Toby, man, he he put the work. <laughs> Toby, absolutely, nice. man. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. And, and speaking of hip hop, shout out to Philly Zone. Meek Mill just dropped a new album, Expensive Pain. How was that? And right now, I'm still getting into the flow of it. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Anything stand out? Um, it's, a, it's a couple joints, um, but if I'm going to keep it a thousand, I'm still, it's still growing on me. Okay. So, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, I can't truly comment on it, but you know, the fact that, you know, the good brother got a new project out, love the artwork, love the, uh, you know, where he going with his direction as an artist, so, you know, shout out to him, as for always, sure. you know sure. what I'm saying? Do, 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 anyway, <laughs> man, you know what I'm saying? What's on your mind, Mustafa? I want to see the new Dave Chappelle special, okay? Ah, I haven't yes. seen it yet. The Closer. Yeah, the closer. Yeah. I guess this is the, this is the fifth one, right? Mm-hmm. In a five-year deal with Netflix or something like that. Mm-hmm. Or five uh, special deals. Right, like that. right, mm-hmm. yeah. But I was thinking, like, is he the greatest comic of all time? And I was thinking about my top five. I was thinking about you and your top five albums of the year. Absolutely. Please, go ahead, and man. I was thinking about my top five comics, and I was like, hold up, hold up. 
what we have now is a podcast <laughs> boss exclusive. Exclusive. All right, you got the stop, Sharif, top five comics of all time, time, time. Check in. Wow. Go ahead. Wow. So for me, I mean, I'll I don't know agree or not, right? But for me, my number one is Paul Mooney. Mm. You're not really going to... There's nothing more subjective than comedy, so yeah. like yeah, I know, yeah, I know. Yeah. Paul Mooney. I just when I think about going to be your list. Like, exactly. Some of jokes. Yeah. Yeah. Like exactly. you ever heard the album, uh, the Race album? Mm-hmm. Yeah. you made me listen to it, and I and I, and I, and <laughs> so I, thoroughly, hilarious. And I thoroughly agree with it's you. Hilarious, it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> Niggerstein. <laughs> exactly. Edward Scissorhands. You know what I'm saying? But go ahead, go ahead, continue. Anyway, yeah. So uh, Paul Mooney, and then at number two, I had Dave Chappelle. Mm-hmm. But Chappelle at number two. Then at number three, I had Cat Williams. Mm. Cat mm. Williams at number three. Mm. And then, this is where it's a little funny because he passed away. Number four is Patrice O'Neill. Mm. Because I think really, officially, solid bodies of work, I think he only has the one stand-up special on Showtime that we've seen. Okay. And then he has the two albums, Mr. P, and then there's some other unreleased, well, no, they are released, but there's some other lesser-known albums. But he's got a bunch of other, you know, stand-up skits mm-hmm. you can see mm-hmm. on YouTube. And number five was Chris Rock. Mm. That's a very solid list. I mean, I so like, I mean... But there is no Richard Pryor. There is no Eddie Murphy for, like, that on my list. Not that they're not funny, and not that Richard Pryor is an inspiration for, like, all those people I just named. Well, except for probably Paul Mooney. But, um... Just when I thought about stand up and stuff like that, I don't and, and 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 it's based off of how you. But it's like, how does Richard Pryor not make your top list? I, know. I mean, I mean, not. But, that, I was but like, that's your list. Yeah, I know. That's what I said. So, so that's more subjective. That, 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 that's your list, and that's how you feel about that. Because in that, I don't got to give a top five, but I'm just going to give like what two comics now that I can say in my life now that truly affected me the most, and like I act this way and feel this way every day. And the original is Robin Harris, rest in peace, Bebe's kid, because it's just in your face, raw, live, off the top, don't give a fuck, going shoot from the hip. Loved it. And then what would be, what would have made a brilliant movie, comedically, is Bernie Mac. Uh, the Mac Man, you know what I'm saying? Because pretty much, he's the same fucking way. And, you know, just cut from that cloth and those two over the years, yeah, I love them. That's it, man. That's where, like, my, if I got to do a brand of comedy, like, I come from that school, the Mac Man and the Harris School, man. Absolutely. Sky Ray? Um, yeah, no. Like, everybody, everybody who you guys named is funny like like i said like man there's there's no there's no wrong answer and something like that well i would say this everybody is funny right but certain comedians bring something different like cat williams is on my list because they because they, they do something different for you like that's what i'm saying but just, cat williams ain't just like a comedian. he's like an inspirational kind of comedian it's, it's but not, that's how that feels you know to you mean? yeah you don't that, see him as being like like the way he I talks mean, he's always kind of about empowerment and I mean, I get empowered. I just think he's funny as shit, and, and in that, he's an intelligent comic. So, like, he takes what he's speaking on, you know what I'm saying? He don't bullshit with the craft. So that's why I appreciate him, and that's why he's a legend. But in that, that works for you and your style of comedy. Like, them two brothers... 
dark-skinned brothers work for me and my style wow. of comedy. Jesus. But go ahead, uh, Skyrie. Yes. I didn't re- you know what? Speaking of complexion, if we were going to throw some white people in there, um, I would say George Carlin. I agree. And, uh, and Ronnie Dangerfield. Mm, Ronnie Dangerfield absolutely. Like genius. Man. Absolutely. Like, I can remember one skin. He was like, <laughs> I went to the door. The knob fell off. I grabbed my briefcase. The handle fell off. I'm afraid to take a piss. The ball was just fucking spot on, man. Like, there's a million funny people out there. Like, yeah, no. Shout out to all of them. Absolutely, man. Like, so you know, it's it's just what it is. And in that, when this clip comes out, comment who you. You know what I'm saying? Affecting who deals with you comically, man. You know what I'm saying? Like for me, them two. I mean, of course, I loved Eddie. You know. Martin, Richard, but, like, dumb too, though. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, it's never... Bernie Mac always stole the scene. Robin Harris always stole the scene, man. Like, it, Look, Eddie Murphy is the GOAT comedic actor. Period. Like, I that's... Uh, there's no dispute there. 80s. Look at his numbers in the 80s. and uh, he's, I mean, in, in terms of black comics, like, he would be the first superstar. Like, you know what I mean? Like, sell out arenas. Like, Richard Pryor was, was a star, and he was a very important influential. Like we said, but, like, Eddie Murphy had theaters sold right, out to right, see his yeah. movies, you know, from 115 to 415 to 715 yeah. to 1030 to midnight. Facts. Like, he's mm-hmm. selling out everything. He was kind of like Elvis from a, from a black comic standpoint. So you have to put him in there. And, and to a certain extent, he kind of passed it towards to Martin. Like, his, his flame wasn't as bright, and it didn't last as long. But, um, it but, la- but there, it was was a, there. there was a time from, like, 90 to, like, 95 where he yeah. was the baddest motherfucker on the planet yeah. with Facts. a microphone in his hand in front of an audience. Absolutely. So you have to include him. Um, I feel like, to your point, Chappelle was just like, Chappelle was a great comedian, and then when you throw in the show, the show was just like a fucking meteor that just made the his comics just... was but, good. But it, it put him in front of yeah. so many more eyes. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? It, oh. it, it broadened his, his audience to unheard of, unfathomable. And creativity like, on that, We man. all knew who David Chappelle was, but you could see a six-year-old white kid say, I'm Rick James, bitch, and that's, yeah. that's unfathomable. Yeah. So, see, I would say that came with the Chappelle show, and it helped. It went to higher heights because of some of the co-stars and their sure. stories Absolutely. on the show. Like, if you had to choose between only being able to watch the Chappelle show or only being able to watch Martin. Martin. Would you, Martin, that's what I'm saying. Like, if I, if it, you know, it's like, and that's just Martin alone. The fact that the man plays but his neighbor that has a crush on him and his own mother. Answer, but it's like, not easy choice. <laughs> because, if I may, and this, and this is wild because I'm definitely a Martin fan, but if we got to be honest about that, Truthfully speaking, it's Chappelle's show because longevity-wise, how many seasons Chappelle had? Two. It was only two? Yeah. The third was kind of, he wasn't involved in it. Yeah. That's why that's what it was like a comet, man. It just scorched the earth. So it's the same thing with Martin. It's two and two. Because I get what you're saying. No, you get where I'm going. Goatee Evil Martin. Oh, yeah, oh, it's terrible. That's true. Oh. That's true. Jones was terrible. <laughs> true. I'm with you on that. Give me some. Because yeah, no, that's once, terrible. Once the shit connected, it stopped being funny. Exactly. It was when him, Gene, and Pam had the real beef. Oh, you never man. saw them. Yeah. Uh, uh, Martin and Gene on the track. screen at the same time. They was time. focusing on Cole and his girlfriend and all that shit. with Pam and her job. No. 
he's he's right about that. But he had enough seasons yeah. to where I think it trumps Chappelle's show. Yeah, right. But, I mean, it's it's not an easy thing. Yeah, to say. yeah it's, it's however amazing. you play it, but yeah, nah. Now, now, Martin or Living Color? Mm. And Living Color. I agree. Living Color. It's just it's too, too much, much of everything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keenan was a mad scientist. I'm cool, though. <laughs> and I was going to say, yeah, <laughs> he was definitely a scientist. Fucking finger productions. But the funniest Wayans is Damon Wayans. For sure. Exactly. Yeah. Like, and Kim. Don't get it fucked up. Yeah, I'm sorry. Okay, okay, funny no. Shit. I'm sorry, no, she ain't funny than Damon. Damon I ain't saying she's funnier than Damon, but she funny as shit, though. Yeah, no. I mean, you won't get it. I mean, the whole family, they all funny. Well, not so much Sean. Yeah, yeah, come on. Yeah, he's like the you god of the group. But yeah, yeah everybody needs cool. you Everybody needs you god. Everybody needs so you god. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. Speaking of comedic actors, what about uh, K. Hart? Uh, listen, he's phenomenally successful exactly. at what yeah. he does. And he's a funny guy, too. I mean, I mean, like I said, he is funny. Real Housewives of of Hollywood was a funny show. Yeah, Real, yeah. Husbands, Real Husbands of Hollywood, whatever you know. Absolutely. I think yeah. more than anything for us, for our generation, because he's our age, and because we already had such a you know so so many people who already made an impression on us, mm-hmm. it would be hard for somebody who came out by the time we were already adults to kind of influence. Because even Chappelle, like we were teenagers mm-hmm. when we were watching him. And I don't think that we named anybody who, like, had their stardom after 2000s. I, I, no. And mm-hmm. I named you two people that have been gone. Right. So, yeah. and like, that's so, not to minimize Kevin Hart. Yeah. It's just that we're old-ass men. Every so. comedic movie that Kevin Hart puts out, I go, I see it. Right, yeah. yeah. You know no, he's, like, he's a yeah. 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 Fucking yeah. Philadelphia, yeah. Pennsylvania. Absolutely. It's just like, you know. Yeah. Oh, Max's. Right, right, yeah, love him. Like, yeah, and then shout out to you for bringing him up because didn't want to like minimize his at all. achievement. It's just like when we were talking about our favorites, you just don't make one of the out. hardest working men in show business, man. Like real rap on every level, and he don't stop. He keeps stepping it up, like from comedic to now. He's trying to do action. He's doing a bunch of like mm-hmm. so. Like he set the blueprint, man. This man, listen, I'm gonna tell you something that. He did that ain't no comedian ever doing it. It's been a while since he did it, but I don't care. He did it enough. Like, yo, my man damn near was on some, like, Forrest Gump running across the world type shit for several years in the beginning, like, in the early, like, 2010s around that era, like, getting up, running with people, doing this daily the whole time, and then coming out, doing his shows when he's doing the world tour. Like, what comedian does that with his... With his fans, dog. Like you know yeah, what I'm saying. Sure. You can't, you can't, you can't get no more interactive than that. Like he's awesome, dog. So yeah, come on the podcast, boys, Kev. We ain't got your budget though. We ain't got that money for you yet, though, dog. On the love, that pro bono. Be, that could be pro one of his bono. philanthropic acts. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Pro bono, Kev. The boys, we got, we got you, man. What you need? Gotta be. A I ain't even gonna play. Gotta be a hoodie. You need, for it. You need <laughs> a medium. I wasn't even gonna say small, Kev. You dig? <laughs> got you, bro. You dig? That's so, all, <laughs> man. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Where mm-hmm. we at with this, Tessa? Oh, well, you know, tonight is just whatever. Oh, you know what? Uh, <laughs> I, I do have something real quick, and I mean, it's not summer, but it's. It's crazy because the last show we had, we happened to somehow get on, uh, I think it was House Party 3, mm-hmm. and then we was talking about, you know, of course, Bernie Mac part, but then we was talking about A.J. Johnson. Slash Robin Harris. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Exactly. He, was, he was the catalyst behind the part. Oh, I knew you was here. <laughs> exactly. His old brother. 
Right. And that movie is crazy now because it's like, you know, a comedic memorial because, yeah, we was talking about good brother A.J. Johnson and his role real quick on uh, Con Catering. Ex-Con Catering. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And we was just talking about that. And then, unfortunately, a couple days later, we get the news that, you know what I'm saying, he passes away. So, like, you know what I'm saying? I want to just take this time out. To, for that good brother and, you know, speak on on his legacy and this, like, the fool that he was. You know what I'm saying? And then we appreciate that. Most people always go initially Ezel Friday, like I would say, I That's guess it funny, would be. Man. My yeah. neck and my back. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, right, right. I mean, the the one shorty made a whole track <laughs> off of that and, and, and made a musical career. You know, now that I'm thinking about it. It'd have been extra dope in house party if they'd have somehow linked Jerry Corbell to X-Con catering. Like y'all used to clown me when I had the drip drip or some exactly. shit like that. It just made it like the Marvel exactly. universe right exactly. there. They'd have put them dots together. Exactly. Like, yeah, man, exactly. I was thinking too far you know, ahead. Look, look, this is how influential that Ezel character was to me, right? To this day, in my head, when I go into the bathroom at work and I see somebody taking a shit. And I recognize their shoes under the stall. <laughs> I, I don't say it out loud, right, but right. I say it to myself. Steve, <laughs> you and them taking a shit. Like it, like you and them taking a shit. Like oh, it just. Man. But I said it like second day. Like second like, 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 yeah. like yeah, dog. Tell like, I'm in you know there, man. So like yeah, dog. <laughs> and, and also. A low budget but thorough ghetto classic. Recognize people's shoes. Under was uh, I got the hookup. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? That Master P joint. Like, that joint was real, But you know what, though? I've never seen that. Wow, dog. I remember that getting passed around in college. Exactly. That was it. Yeah, dog. It's on my Netflix list. See you on the dorm. You know what I mean? If you was in the dorm, you just saw that shit. Exactly. That joint. You ain't gonna want to watch it now. It's like too low budget. Like, shit. Like, You got to, though. You gotta watch that joint, man. Yeah, I'll watch it. That's why I put it on my list. I saw it on Netflix. I was like, yeah, I've never seen this. Players Club, Low Man, you know what I'm saying? You're gonna pay him. Yeah, all them I've seen them. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna pay him, man. Players Club, I saw that in the theater. That's crazy because him and Matt both going. Like, you know what I'm saying? Two players in that joint. So, like, mm -hmm. yeah, dog. But, you know, we raise, our, we, raise our, we raise our glasses, man. Players dark, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> when, when you sit back and have those funny moments, but goddamn, for it was, like, yeah, it was exactly. <laughs> it's like, what's love got to do with it, man? Like, exactly. that movie's just terrific. Like, it's yeah. a story of abuse, but there's so many moments to just like, <laughs> I tune her, chuckle, man. Like, Ike Turner man. Review. Fitting to go on tour with the uh, Rolling Stones. It might be at least once or twice a week. I, probably more than that, I catch myself saying, damn, Frost. Like, I say it all <laughs> the time. <laughs> Frost all the time. Like, God damn. Matter of fact, bring that old cake over here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. White man tell her to sing. She sing all goddamn night now, won't she? Now, anyway, man. Yeah. Let's not go in there, man. No, like, you know what I'm saying? Man. I did enough of that in my day at Lincoln. <laughs> all right? You know yeah, what I'm man. saying? Yeah. Recorded that shit. You know what I mean? Not Bush. Oh, not much. Mm -hmm. mm. Anyway, yeah. what's up? Like I was mentioning uh, before the show, October, man, there's a lot of sports going on. You know, footballs, uh, basketball preseason. Um, baseball, world, baseball, like playoffs. playoffs going on. And mm -hmm. it's been so rare that it's a good fight coming on. And it's the trilogy, the third fight between Deontay Wilder and Tyson, Tyson Fury, Fury. Saturday. Saturday. I remember the first fight, um, Deontay caught him with a right and stretched him in the 12th round, and then he rose like the Undertaker, and they wound up fighting to a draw. His face was like... Yeah, he was like... It's like you saw it. He, was, <laughs> oh! he had the WWE look like he was supposed to... Uh, that ain't never happened before. And it really didn't. 
And then the second fight, like Tyson Fury just beat his ass. Yeah. Strategically. Um, his uh, Deontay Wilder's trainer, uh, Mark Breland, who's one of the most accomplished amateur fighters in the history of Earth, uh, <laughs> threw in the towel and. Um, Deontay never forgave him. He, in fact, has a new trainer. He's supposed to go out on his shield because he's a warrior. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I don't know that I expect anything different to happen. Um, I'll pull up the bet just so you guys, you know, if anybody out there is interested in laying some money. Uh, Tyson Fury to win by decision is plus 300. Mm. What that means is that if you bet 100, you would win 300. Mm. I kind of think he's going to win by knockout, and these odds, he's minus 110. So you think uh, for Deontay ain't been training? No, I, I suspect he's been training a lot, but he just he can't beat this dude. Like, he gave him his hardest shot, and he rose. Wait, because they're both – wait, Deontay Wilder's 6'7", right? Uh, they're about, yeah. Fury's 6'7", six, seven, six, two, nine. Right? 6'9". Yeah. Fury came in – Big man for sure. Big man for sure. Yeah. Fury's heavier, too. Heavy, yeah. Uh, Deontay Wilder usually comes in between – 225, 235. Fury was like, Fury's like 250, man. 260, yeah, yeah, yeah. 270. I'm taking your best shot, lad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you understand. Now, if you want to bet on Deontay, uh, that Perry Winkle Blue. <laughs> to win by decision, he's 20 to 1. Now, so and, and, that'd be a hell of a thing. And, 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 and other news, and I'm going to thank our Logan brother for this, but I'm not going to name him fully, but our Logan brother, you know what I'm talking about. He mentioned something that is completely different, but I don't know. I mean, Deontay is a, a, a hell of a fighter and all this, that, and the third. He's a hell of a puncher. Puncher, but um, if you Google and check YouTube, um, he has a moment where he's like, as a grown man and as a boxer, he was twerking his ass off. <laughs> yeah. What? Look it up. Deontay <laughs> Wilder. Deontay Wilder twerking. Mm-hmm. Why? You're too big for that, man. Wow. You a big motherfucker, man. I, I can already know he went ham savage. Yeah, I'm saying. telling you about that. I can already like, hear Riley. What are what what are, what, what oh are we God. doing here? Yeah. All, right? All right. I mean, twerking or no twerking, he's he's. It don't look good, man. Um, I can't see. Well, he's got a right hand. When you have a punch like he's got, you always in it. You always you got, got a, a chance. Fighter's to win. chance. Absolutely. Um, but like I said, Tyson took his hardest and you yeah, know came it. back and wanted more and completely. Beat him unquestionably the entire fight the second time. So there's no reason for me to think that Deontay would do anything different. So this is your Stone Cold Lock of the Week. Talk to him. Tyson Fury, probably by knockout. Mm. I'm against that. I'm with that. I don't agree. No? Why not? Because Deontay Wilder is going to prove to us that he is a true champion. Okay. Oh, He's going to win the title, lose the title, win it back. Okay. It happens. Okay. It happens. True champion. He's in there training, working hard. And guess what? Make a bet. And guess what? I don't got no stake in this because I lead the, the fighting game for these good brothers. Talk basketball, football, I'll get you on that one. But this one, I lead to them. But in that, if the first fight... You gave me your best shit, and I rose up, and then I came back in the second joint and whooped your ass. I'm going to go with the fact that I'm going to whoop your ass again because I don't give a fuck about your best punch because I took it. So that's it. That's where I'm going to go with that. That Maybe that one is best. The other thing about it, at least to me, is that, like I said, uh, the trainer that threw in the town, Mark Breland, 
was part of the 84 Olympic gold medal team with Meldrick right Taylor, Pernell Whitaker, Evander Holyfield. Of course he did the right you thing. Let your fight but out there. the fact that he's <laughs> no longer using him as his trainer, That's like ego. he was already a crude fighter at best in terms of his skills and his technical prowess. So crude. I mean, like, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, George Foreman was crude, but he could fucking punch a Mack truck, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But um, to... to Get rid of the one the heavy bag. dude Slow that you shit. knew was going to be able to get you <laughs> to a technical proficiency to, to, to be capable in the fight, and you just remove it. And I'm not saying Malik Scott's going to do a bad job. I have no idea. I, it just, I it just seems like a bad look. That's to, ego. The yeah. Ego was hurt. It, for sure. He, he wanted he's to blame still hurt. someone instead yeah, of himself. He blamed him. He said he, he the was racing. It was the armor. He said that the armor <laughs> he came down the ring in. Nobody See, told him to go Game of Thrones to walk down the ring. It was too heavy and it wore out his legs. Like, my armor, my chain like, there was I mean, too heavy. And, and the fact that he's coming up with all these excuses is like reason yeah, number 30 why I think he about yeah. to get his ass whooped. So. And yeah, it was definitely better if he just would have took that L like a man and been like, yeah, no, he beat me. Yeah, no man, excuses. And, and, and you're talking about the social media area. Don't none of these motherfuckers know how to do that. But I anyway. got to fight through. <laughs> All right. Always, cool. always bet on it's black. Cool. It's cool. You got your picks. Whatever. We'll come back to that on the next mm-hmm. episode. At least on camera. And, 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 see, <laughs> and see where we at with that. Yeah, We're going to talk about these odds. Uh, <laughs> right, 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 yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> and, uh, when they come to camera, we'll Since we're still in the sports spectrum, we'll, we'll go into something... Kyrie? I mean, pretty much. We might as well go from Wiggins to Kyrie. We don't listen. Kyrie's the one. But but first and foremost, listen. We already gave you you Vax and Vax last episode. This ain't about that. This is simply put that the NBA billion-dollar industry basically has put a mandate out there themselves Mm -hmm. that if you want to play and get paid, in certain areas, in certain places in the world, uh, in the country, excuse me. So it's not nationwide. It's not just nation. It's certain states. Uh, states. State certain states. states. Yeah. Like New York is one. Cali is one. So if you want to actually play a home game, you got to get vaccinated. And if you don't, we ain't paying your ass. And uh, Kyrie from the Brooklyn Nets. Do you play without being vaccinated and just not get paid? No, you're not playing at all. The you, state won't allow you to you play, play in New York. At a, is so it? with the 82-game season, that's 41 games. You just X out right there. Exactly. We play L.A. I guess you had to go there at least once. Yeah. That's another one. No telling then, what other states. And then you're talking about the that. playoffs. You're going to have home games. So what are you talking about? You're not going to be able to play. So you're going to have to either – you're going to have to get vaxxed, buddy, because this is what it's coming down to now. Well, we had See, this conversation last week about regular people and their 9-to-5 jobs and how most people are just going to get vaccinated. Anybody mm-hmm. trying to walk away from their long-tenured job walk away from that paycheck. But I was going to say, um, if you don't get vaccinated and you're a player, right, if you choose yeah. to sit out 41 home games because because you play for uh, the Knicks or something yeah, like right. that, right, mm-hmm. do you risk losing your job behind Hell that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a performance business. How could what you not? What are you talking about? And, I mean, and, I mean, and, and the only reason we're having this conversation is because it's an elite player like Kyrie. Exactly. Like Andrew Wiggins knew he didn't have a leg to stand on. That's, that, why, he got that's that. what I'm saying. Like, no, no, I'm, I'm asking, yeah. was it like optional? Because it's not really optional. Listen, no, Andrew, Andrew, Andrew Wiggins ain't want to get that shit, but he thought see, about it. Uh, $31 million mm-hmm. or Nizal. Uh Yeah. See, the thing about Kyrie is that, like, he could be contrary without cause. You know, he'll he'll look for a platform to stand on. And, like, I, there was, like, forever he was, like, a flat earther. Like, if there was anybody in the NBA who would sit out 
based off this, it would be him. But it just don't seem fair because, like, yeah, you go with the, the F word. It, it doesn't because then you know, like, uh, say uh, a player like Kyrie. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how you can work it out. But if you play for a team like Houston, mm-hmm. I imagine Texas don't have these same mandates. You already know, right? So if you play for Houston or something like that, you don't miss these home games. You ain't got to get vaccinated. But no, you know? still gonna miss games. I know, and in those other states, yeah. right? Yeah, but I mean, like you can still not be vaccinated. All right, well, you're not in Houston, but you would also. And if I was, if, if, if I was playing for a team in a state that did have that mandate, and I felt so strongly, I mean, I would try to see if I could get bring some kind of trade, maybe to a. There's also see, he said he's going to try to Houston. So no, <laughs> see, that's the thing. Kyrie in Kyrie's instance, he said he's not getting traded. He'll retire. So yeah. it's either. Oh, I mean, well, so he's gonna stand on his on his on his on his ground there. Yeah, we'll see because because that shit. Oh, yeah, that, that's some serious money. Yeah, like, exactly. yeah, yeah, Most yeah, people, same. most of them aren't. They gonna get vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, and can we change speeds real quick? Fuck all that back shit. Uh, this is Philly. This is the podcast, boys, and we about to get into this shit that's on Skyrie fucking head right now. The Sixers right now. You know what? Look at me. My fucking glasses. Fake glasses alert. Guess what? Hey, Ben Simmons. Get the fuck, don't you ever, you bitch-ass nigga, don't you ever come back here. Oh. We don't want you, give a fuck about you. Everybody that want to be on your top, this, that, and the you third, like a let, 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 me, let me explain something to you, For you fucking crumb bum from my man, I mean, I from my man Dave Fortune. Listen, listen, let me explain something to you. In no way, shape, or form can I get paid close to, I don't know how many M's, and then say... You know what? I've had enough. You know what? I don't like how you're acting towards me. I don't want to come back anymore. I paid you. All right? I, I, I gave you a new contract because of what the potential and everything, I believed in you. I believed in you for five years. And you continuously, when it comes to crunch time, show up like a pussy. Yeah, I said it. Look at me. Yeah, you're a sucker. Guess what? He's saying Before, it like he wants you to do something about it. Like, exactly. I wish I could see you to your face exactly. so I could spit in your hey, face on your hey, face, face. Ben, face. don't let me catch you on the streets. Hey, Ben. Ben. Right. Hey, Ben. I'm from Uptown Philly. I don't give a fuck about you. Come up here. You don't want to, you Australian crumb bum. Fuck out of here. Because we play ball up here. We shoot around here. Second time. Did yeah. you hear the uh, most recent development? What's the most recent development? Um, you know, he's being fined, you know, for not showing up. And I think they uh, didn't um, give him a payment of like 300000 that he was supposed to get. They withhold it. And he went to the players' union to see what grounds he had. And they told him he has none. And th- that makes people think that he might capitulate and like try to show up for camp now that so it seems time. real to him that he's going to lose money. I think he thought that, you know, he's entitled with, zero reason to be. So he thought that, you know, he could just sit on his ass, eat M&Ms, and he would still get his money rolling in. But apparently, can I ask you something? Hey, Sixers franchise, thank you. Hell yeah. Thank you. For because sure. that's what it's about already. <laughs> Salute, because that's how we do here. Because what we what we all sit here as, as the Bulls is, we are hardworking individuals that take what we do serious. So what <clears> we want to <throat> do is, always step our game up. We always want to be the best product we can be. And that's what we're working on. And guess what? We ain't getting M's for this yet. And you was. And you 
don't even want to shoot a jump shot, a free throw. So you know what? You ain't getting nothing over here. No dough. Go, you little piece of shit hoe. I've had enough of it. All right, and that's it with the Ben Simmons rant, dog. Period. Fuck out my city, dog. You don't represent a Philadelphia. You're nothing about you as Philadelphia. You're truly a soft Australian. And get your ass on up out there. And I'm not saying Australians are soft, because they deal with a lot over there. But you, but guess what? You, if, listen, fam, he wasn't playing like uh, Kevin Durant, Brooklyn Nick, Brooklyn Nets. He wasn't playing the Milwaukee Bucks who won the chip. You were scared to shoot against the Atlanta Hawks. The Atlanta Hawks, bruh. You ain't want to shoot a free throw or a shot in the fourth quarter. You're a sucker. And that's it. And that's for the city. This right here is for the city. We had enough of you, you pussy. That's enough, man. I'm, yeah, I'm what done. he said. No, I'm, you know I'm, I'm saying? Know. That's yeah. it, man. Wow. And this the boss, man. I yeah. hope they trade him Labor Day. Like, yeah. I hope he sit the whole year you know and they like, trade his yeah, ass in yeah. September. You, you yeah. got a problem? Just Come chill. follow the boss. Oh, yeah. Please. Day. Uh-huh. DM me. Yeah. Uh, listen, guess what? I, I guarantee you I shoot two J's in your face and I make them. <laughs> you sucker. Because you're shooting in a pickup game when nobody's around there. And, and, and lastly, I'm, I'm not done yet. And lastly, fam, from me to you. Don't nobody want to see your summer league workouts ever again with you shooting against niggas in pajamas, all right, and not doing nothing. You shoot that, and then you don't shoot a damn thing in the league. You dig? In the league. Because you're a sucker. Get out my city, man. Seriously, man. I'm sorry, man. You know, it's been on me, man. It's been on me, You had to get this felt therapeutic. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Come for me later, man. I don't care. You know what I'm saying? Everybody else that want to kind of beat around the bush and kind of be on board top and be politically correct, I ain't got no ties to you. I can give a fuck about you. You understand? Because I'm a baller, and I come from the city of realness, and we don't do that over here. So get your punk ass out of here. All right, man. It's been the boss. It's sleeves, man. I'm sorry. I lost it a little bit at the end, but when it come to that type of sucker shit, I, I can't let it happen. Not in this city. What we represent is hard work, dedication, and that's just what we're going to do till we go upstairs. And if you ain't about that, get the fuck out of here. The boy stuff in the building, a.k.a. Byron, my man Tyree, a.k.a. Skyree over Four. there. Dread in the back panning, episode 44 in the building, more to come, merch, you see it all day. Shout out, hold up real quick, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to the cancer folks. You see the baby pink right here, man. Just for y'all out here. You understand for this month, you dig? We everywhere. Cop up, you dig? And also, go to the YouTube page, you dig? Like and subscribe and join the Podcast Balls tribe. I'm out of here, man. This is what we do, man. We everywhere. You dig? All day, man. <laughs> <laughs>